Hello and welcome to Wayward Witch, a pagan podcast. My name is Miranda, and I'll be guiding you along this journey to explore non-denominational witchcraft for the modern practitioner every Tuesday. You can find us on your preferred podcast provider, or by following the links on Twitter at WayWitchCast, or on Facebook and Instagram at WayWitchPodcast. Feel free to reach out for questions, concerns, or even just to chit-chat, as I do love to hear from all of you. Let's walk this path together. So I do know that I said last week in the main episode that it aired that we were going to go over hexes a little bit more, and I wanted to take the opportunity to do that today. I do want to apologize ahead of time since I am doing all of this off of the cuff, nothing's written down, it's all coming straight off of the brain, because this is a topic that I'm pretty passionate about and I've been researching for a good amount of time. I am not an expert, I will never claim to be an expert on anything, but I do want to share what little wisdom that I do have with anybody that's listening today. If you do feel like I've left something out or something has piqued your interest or, you know, any any kind of unanswered stuffies going on, feel free to research. Feel free to reach out to me and be like, hey, Miranda, you said this and I want to know a little bit more or maybe I'm, you know, wrong about something. Please, by all means, let me know. So... As usual, whenever I'm going off the cuff, there's going to be a lot of uhs and ums and stumbling a little bit, so I do want to apologize for that. But without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Um, So I think there needs to have... I think we need to start with the distinction between black magic, you know, quote, black magic, and hexes and or curses, whichever way you want to refer to them as. Um, so black magic typically is whenever you remove consent from your magical practice, seeing as white air quotations magic is focusing on consent, protection, and healing. Black magic is a little bit different, though I wouldn't say it's the opposite. So one of the main focuses of black magic that I personally know about is whenever you step into a situation through the means of the occult to solve an issue that you feel like you are not going to get consent from. For instance, you could be trying to do a healing spell on somebody that is unresponsive due to medical reasons, be it a coma or, you know, a vegetative state of some sort. That would technically be considered black magic because you did not get permission from the individual. It could also be considered black magic if you are trying to do a spell for somebody, um, be it for healing or as a binding, if they are dealing with a, let's, let's throw it out there, let's say addiction. Maybe they're having an addiction issue and they're becoming, you know, kind of toxic to the world around them, which is pretty typical, and you want them to seek help. You're probably not going to get permission to do that. But if you're using air quotations, black magic, then you would be allowed to do so based upon those ethics. So I kind of want to demystify the the negativity that's around black magic with that. It is simply the removal of consent. Hexes and or curses typically fall into that because whenever you are using them, you're not getting consent. Nobody asks somebody before they hex them, hey, are you cool with this? Obviously not. So 
Well, it does fall under the black magic umbrella. It doesn't necessarily encompass it all. Hexes are typically things like banishings, bindings. I know sour jars are really cool right now. Um, it's, it's usually the removal of someone from your life, or it could be to inflict consequence or pain of some sort on another individual. I find it pretty hard to give you a hex example via podcast episode because hexes are very, what's the word for it? They're very finicky. They are very personal. There is no one size fits all kind of hex, which is something else I wanted to touch up, up, up upon. Um, I see a lot of people and I'm not I'm not trying to attack anyone here, so please don't see it that way. But I see a lot of people trying to use certain deities, especially Hecate from the Greek pantheon, as a one-size-fits-all for, you know, everyone's curses and hexes. And I kind of want to touch a little bit there. Because curses are so incredibly intricate, there needs to be a little bit of research going on whenever it comes to choosing a deity that encompasses that. Well, Hecate is the goddess of witchcraft and protection and all of that fun stuff. Um, I think it's important to maybe use her as a sort of assistant in a situation whenever your hex is going to be very specific. And I, maybe that requires a little more clarification. Let's stick with the Greek pantheon here. Let's say you find that your husband of 15 years has been having an affair on you for the past five and you want to get him back. You're obviously very upset. Any person on the planet would be totally understand. While Hecate could help you with the, with the magical side of that, you could also incorporate Hera who is the goddess of marriage. And through the mythology that I would hope people read, she does not handle um, extramarital affairs very well. You can also probably have a little bit of help from Persephone, especially understanding that her marriage to Hades is seen as the sort of golden standard in in a lot of circles right now, though that is a little bit debatable considering the actual backstory of that, but I'm not going to get into that today. So I think it's really important to go ahead, do your research, be really thorough with that whenever you're looking at the theistic sides of things. And it's also really important to personalize your hexes and your curses. There's no, you know, little internet search you can do or posting it in, in a group or messaging this person or that person for a sort of Again, one-size-fits-all curse. I, I think the best curses that occur are ones that you write yourself, that you perform yourself, that come from the self. While I understand that there's a lot of people that have felt similar pain to you before, that doesn't mean that their pain is the exact same as yours. Intention can only get you so far in hexes and curses. I'm a big, 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 big fan of winging it 98% of the time. There have been times where I went, eh, you know what, I know that the books say this, but I'm going to try that instead. Or whenever 
all of the resources say you need to do A, B, C, and D to get rid of a ghost out of your house, and I'm running around the house myself with a pot and a pan yelling, get the F out. You know, you can you can wing so much, but whenever it comes to hexes and curses, they are very, very special in that aspect. Not only do they need to be incredibly personal, because the pain that you're feeling that you need to seek vengeance for is very personal to you, but it needs to be understood that hexing and cursing is a huge drain on on psychic resources. It's very emotionally, psychologically, and spiritu- spiritually draining. The thing is, is that we're not all baseline, hateful, angry, just fury-filled people that are, are that are constantly seeking vengeance. You got to understand that while that is a a very dominant trait in human beings as a whole, it is not the most all-encompassing. Therefore, because it's not our natural, basically resting state, it takes a lot out of us in order to actually kick that in high gear past the base level, I'm just going to punch you in your face and be done with it type of belief. Though a lot of people will say that that works a little bit better than hexing, but here at Wayward Witch, we are not going to condone violence. Wink, 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 wink. Which kind of segues into my next talking point, which is when should we use hexes? I think I should start off here by saying that I am not the authority on any kind of ethics or morality within the pagan community because quite frankly nobody is and i am a firm believer in that morality is not universal but that's for the philosophers and not for the spiritual (laughs) so i personally think that whenever you should use a curse is whenever all other avenues have been exhausted or are um, impossible so Let's go back again to say that you had caught your husband cheating, um, you're very hurt. Obviously, the first route you should take is not cursing immediately. Don't just go, you know what, I'm not going to deal with this. I'm just going to go and, you know, talk to my gods and completely wreck you on the occult side of things. That's typically not the best idea. We want to make sure that we're exhausting all other avenues, whether it's through dialogue, you know, via proper communication, whether it's through, you know, trying to get out of our own heads, because a lot of people will use hexes and curses um, off of assumptions. You know, it's sometimes even just, you know, yelling it out. Sometimes you don't have to be a proper communicator. Just get it all off of your chest or If you're in a situation where things are a little bit volatile and you are tired of it and you want that person gone, maybe you could leave too. You know, it's always important to go ahead and figure out what kind of mundane measures you could take before going towards the the occult measures. Now, I know I've mentioned previously on this podcast that I am not a Wiccan. Um, therefore I personally don't subscribe to the, the Wiccan read. 
Um, I'm also not Hindu, so I don't subscribe to the idea of karma. I don't believe in threefold. You know, I don't believe in in the whole returning of things. Um, I believe in action and consequence. But that said, I understand that most of you listening in do believe in that. Therefore, you have to understand that if you're going to use hexes, then per your belief, that could possibly come back to you. So you got to try to sit back and think to yourself if the cost of what you're about to do is worth the outcome. So it's, it's really important to make sure that you have tried out every single other thing. Um, there, there usually is a price to pay, whether it's through, through sacrifice during the ritual itself, or it could be a sacrifice that you have to give up later on. And sacrifice used here isn't about, you know, animal sacrifice or human sacrifice. Sacrifice is encompassing of so many different things, whether it's giving up something you love or losing something that's important to you. Or, you know, you can even prick yourself on the finger, do blood that way. You know, it's it's all across the board in so many ways. Um, and I know that sounds really vague, but I, again, I'm not the authority and I'm also not of divinity, so I don't know what each and every price would be, which again is why it is so important that we take every mundane route possible. Before doing any kind of hexing, especially if you're standing within the pagan community is really important to you. Um, it's, it's important that you understand that dabbling in offensive magic versus the defensive magic that would be, you know, just healing and protection, um, it, it will make you a spiritual pariah. While a lot of us will say within the pagan community that, you know, we aren't Christians, we don't do rules and this, that, and the other, you have to understand that the moment you say, I need help with a curse or utter the word hex, you will have a bullseye put on you. It's unfortunate. Um, I personally don't agree with it. I think that all forms of witchcraft are beautiful and important and the pillar of how we believe. Um, but a lot of other people don't believe that. Um, on on a personal level here, I have never seen anybody ask for a curse for something that was petty. I have never sit, seen somebody say, I need a curse because my boyfriend called me fat, or I need a curse because I don't like the way that somebody smells. Um, most of the questions for curses that I come across are surrounding the topics of things like domestic violence, sexual assault, child abuse, animal abuse, neglect, um, infidelity of major proportions, and the list goes on and on and on. Um, hexing is important for a lot of us, and I use us intentionally there. I will be completely open and honest and say that it is something that I have and will continue to dabble in. Um, that said, Using that type of magic is a way for a lot of us to take our power back. It gives us back our agency. A lot of us have been in situations where we felt like we no longer have power. 
a lot of us have been made to feel like we will always be helpless. And a lot of us have even turned to paganism because for once, this is where we can find our power, our voice, and our agency. And I think it's a little bothersome that within this community that kind of preaches those values, we're constantly being told that if we do take the bit of extreme ways to to get that sense of agency and power back rather than glorifying suffering in the name of, you know, threefold and karma and all that fun stuff, um, that, that we will, that we will no longer be welcome, that we're bad, that we shouldn't do it, that it goes against everything that we stand for. I, I think that's terrible. Um, <laughs> I know that was a bit of a soapbox, but I, I do want to put that out there. And that's something that all of you should be very prepared for. Should you go on the path of hexing and cursing, you will face that all the time. But I think if you are too sensitive and too fragile to, um, to withstand the backlash of what could happen, Whenever you come out of the broom closet as a big, scary, hexy witch, um, you probably shouldn't be dabbling in hexing in the first place. I understand that that sounds a little bit gatekeepy. I understand that sounds a little bit mean. But with everything that I've already mentioned in today's episode, um, I, I think you should understand at this point that there are consequences to every single action that you take, regardless of your belief set. So if the consequence of being told, oh, you're bad is too much for you, then the price that you're going to have to pay for the occult side of the things that you're going to do are probably going to be a little bit too high for you to handle, which again is why we exhaust all mundane efforts. So yeah, that's, that's definitely something that you have to prepare for. Another thing to prepare for is the complete and utter lack of of what you think might be a power trip if you are going to go along the way of doing hexes and curses. Um, I understand that it can be a little bit intoxicating to have that sort of power um, that, you know, things like hatred and anger and, and sadness can bring. But as previously stated, doing these sorts of spells and rituals is incredibly exhausting and you will never be so psychically, if that's a word, psychically vulnerable as you are after a hex. Um, so there's there's no all-encompassing, I'm the most powerful being on the earth sort of thing. Like everything in the occult, in witchcraft, in paganism, everything is a balance. The harder it hits, the more it will take out of you that should be remembered. <laughs> Just like, you know, if I can sneak a little wisdom in here, never ever pray for wisdom. So don't pray for wisdom and don't think that hexes will make you an all power, all powerful warlock from that one movie you love so much. I also want to say that within the, the little niche within the pagan community that are the, the hexers, I suppose we can call ourselves, um, there, there's quite a bit of peer pressure, and I want to make it absolutely clear that if you ever feel pressured and something doesn't feel right to you, even if you think that hexing is the answer, don't follow through with it. 
You could close your circle pretty easily. You could take stuff back pretty easily. You know, I, I like to believe that the divine, whether they be deities or energies, a creative force, don't care. I do believe the divine understand a little bit more than the words that come out of our mouths. That's not to say that the words we speak aren't incredibly important, but there will come times where you will be mid-ritual because you have been pressured into something stupid and you're going to go, okay, my bad. That's okay. It's better to quit halfway through, say your apologies, close stuff up, absorb all of that negative energy the way that you're supposed to, you know, like with Bessa or whatever. Uh, it's more, it's, it's better to do that than to follow through with something with half intent or with a gut feeling telling you that it's wrong. Always trust your intuition. But I have seemed to have gone on quite a bit of a tangent today. I, <laughs> so yeah, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Before we do, while I do know that I had said that there's no such thing as a one-size-fits-all hex, and I, you know, I really can't give you a great example of a hex. There are a lot of resources out there if you want a sort of launching point. Um, I'm a big fan of the personal communities from everyone. Um, I, I kind of hate to say it, but Tumblr's got some pretty good ideas. <laughs> but, but other than that... Um, the the greatest way that you can kind of get started if you are considering accepting hexes as part of your practice is to go ahead and look at correspondences. I know that's where a lot of us start on all things witchcraft, and I think it's a good place to start with hexing as well. So go ahead and try to figure out, you know, what herbs and crystals and moon phases and colors and random items from your house, like paper clips and matches, um, can correlate to, to hexes and curses and all of your workings that could be done. Um, I personally have one huge list inside of my Book of Shadows, or Grimoire, whatever you want to call it. I personally actually call it a Grimoire most, most days. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely do a little bit of research there. With everything occult and pagan related, there's a lot of research involved. So you, you should be pretty used to it at this point. So hopefully you can, you know scrounge around a little bit and if you ever need help you know definitely reach out to the pagan community reach out to me i am more than happy to help but yes continuing on so thank you for for listening to me today and listening to me every other day um well you know every other week <laughs> I, I do understand that this is a little bit unorthodox of me. Um, I'm still battling a little bit of the ick, but that just seems to happen with the autumn upon us. I do hope that everybody listening in is getting a little bit of reprieve from the terribly hot weather that a lot of us here in, here in the northern hemisphere have been facing this past summer and a half. Um, it is pretty cold, pretty crisp and wet and dreary here. And I am absolutely in love, but my allergies seem to not be in love with it. Um, I do want to 
to direct everybody, as per usual, if you would like to join our group on Facebook that was created by my wonderful sister, Anna, um, feel free to go to the the Wayward Witch Facebook page and just click the little group button and we'll be hanging out in there. We have had some pretty amazing conversations and I actually wanted to touch up on something there. Um, I'm not going to name names because I'm a firm believer in keeping people, you know, nameless unless they don't want to be nameless. Um, but I, I do want to give a huge shout out to some lovely ladies within the group that have corrected me on something and I want to share that correction with everybody listening today. So smudging is not the same as smoke cleansing. And it's incredibly important whenever we practice that we do not appropriate from other cultures. Smudging is a very intricate and sacred process to many indigenous tribes and peoples all across the world. And we should only really be doing that if we have the cultural right to do so, whether that be through our own personal lineage or through the grace of being an outsider of that lineage and still being taken under the wing of an elder of that culture. Um, so whenever I have referred to, to smudging, I've actually meant smoke cleansing, um, but I was wrong. They are two totally different things. So I just wanted to share a little bit of that insight with everybody today. So thank you again, ladies, for opening my eyes on that and teaching me about the the power of words. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I'm still sick. <laughs> I think I've said that already. I'm very whiny. I'm a Pisces. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sick. I'm probably, you know really stuffy through this episode. Again, thank you so much for listening through me through the stuffy nose and the heavy breathing and the stuttering and stumbling. Everybody listening, you are absolutely wonderful and I am so very, very blessed to have your ear. Again, if you have any questions, concerns, emotional outbursts, feel free to reach out to me. And as always, witchlings, be kind, be brave, the unstoppable. I'll see you next time.